Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 763. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I'm in the seventh chapter today of Revelation, and uh, we've got music, I've got uh, letters. So right now, let's pray. Father, continue anointing me. Uh, open up everything that you want the public to hear and the church to hear uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, rebuke Satan. Encamp your angels surrounded about me. Uh, pour out your healing balm from heaven to heal all those that are in our listening audience and even those that are not in our listening audience that are going to receive you as their personal Savior and heal them. People have uh, everything from headaches to cancer, leukemia, AIDS, and all these things. Let them come unto you so that they can be saved, saved and healed. Lord, um, I ask all these things to rebuke Satan uh, strongly. I rebuke him by your word and by your blood and open up doors for us and all your children throughout the world. Father, give them the things they have need of in Jesus' mighty name. I pray and everyone says amen. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, the land over in Israel really belongs to the Jewish people. God gave it to them, and it doesn't make any difference if they were sent by God out into the different nations of the world. He said that he would recall them back into their land in the last days. And so that should settle any argument to anybody that wants to go to heaven. But if you don't want to go to heaven, well, then stand up for the Palestinians. And now we need to preach the gospel to the Palestinians and I'm sure when I was in uh, Israel, the Jews uh, lived among them, but the Vatican is causing a lot of trouble between uh, and the Arabs, uh, through the Arabs, uh, to the Jews. And uh, this needs to stop immediately because uh, it's going to be a hot time in the old uh, pit of hell and the lake of fire. Uh, tonight, the night that they wind up there. Uh, so this land is mine. God gave this land to me. This is Exodus. And here, uh, this is myself singing it for you.
Praise the Lord. Yes, the land belongs to the Jews. Am I for the Jews or the Arabs? I'm for the Jews, but I'm for everybody in the world that wants to uh, believe what God said, that they are his chosen people. And if you humble yourself and are not jealous, covetous of their land, you know, covetousness is one of the big ten uh, commandments that you're not to covet something that belongs to somebody else. Now, the Jewish people are very nice and they're extremely generous. If you're nice to them, they would let you live in that land and um, let you work there and raise your families there. But if you begin bombing their children and their wives and uh, their loved ones, uh, you have the most fierce fighting army on the face of this earth. And they will respond, uh, for sure. You've seen that down through the past. And uh, it's just you're causing a lot of heartache. You're listening to the Vatican. You're listening to a bunch of people that you should not listen to. Well, uh, and uh, you asked me um, who I'm, what I believe. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the Father. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And uh, all that are on the Lord's side, say amen. 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 And um, as it's for me, I will serve God, and I will do what he said. He said to leave him alone over there, or else you're going to be killed. God will see to it that you are killed. Okay, now I'm in chapter 7 here of the book of Revelation. And after these things, what things? After these four horsemen... After the people of this earth have believed the things that the Vatican says, and after there's all this turmoil and killing and murdering on the face of this earth, uh, after these things, okay, because these things must come to pass. Now, this has come to pass also. And after these things, I saw four angels. Well, this really hasn't come to pass yet, these four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. Uh, that's east, west, north, and south. Holding the four winds of the earth. So the four winds are of the earth, and they're holding them back. These angels are mighty. They're able to hold back wind. And they're able to do, they're able to kill they're able to, if you are uh, so evil that God doesn't want you around anymore, one of them can come and snuff you in just one flash of a second. doesn't even take that long. God himself could just say, be dead, and you will be dead. Uh, the four winds of the earth. The four winds, there's a song called The Four Winds and the Seven Seas. That's what it is. And it's so true, the winds, four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. 
Now, for you firefighters, you'd really love that if the wind would stop blowing. Hmm. Because it wouldn't spread the fires anymore. And one of these very soon days, people are going to say, well, there's no wind any longer. There's no wind. They're going to hold the wind for a short space of time so that uh, the wind should not blow on the earth and it shall not blow on the sea. Everything will be very calm. And people will say, oh, gosh, this is nice. God must be really loving us. Even the sinners will say that. And then the wind shall not blow on any tree. So you people that have apple orchards and things like that, you don't have to worry about the wind blowing the uh, fruit off the trees. Verse 2, And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. He had the the seal of of the living God. And... He cried with a loud voice. This is a fifth angel. The four are holding back the winds, and this one is coming down from the east. A voice to the four angels. He's yelling at them, to whom it was given to hurt the earth. Wait a minute. Now, these four angels, were. it was given them to hurt the earth and the sea? Yes. Well, I thought that God was a good God and that he would never hurt anybody and that he had no enemies. And this is false doctrine that you've heard. This is the real Bible that I'm teaching you. God is a good God and he punishes everyone that he loves. He punishes. But if they don't receive the punishment and shape up, then uh, he's going to destroy them. And that he tells you in advance so that you don't go crazy and uh, start uh, continue sinning. He wants you to repent so you can go to heaven. It's just a very short time before everybody's going to be uh, that's supposed to go to heaven will go to heaven. And all those that are supposed to go to hell in the lake of fire will be going to the uh, hell in the lake of fire. So uh, this one that uh, was seen that John saw was ascending this angel. From the east, having the seal of the living God. So the angel had the seal of the living God. And in him, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. Verse 3, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. All right, now there is an invisible seal in the heads of God's servants. Uh, They know who they are. Many people are deceived and they believe that they are sealed and all this sort of things. And they think that because of the fact that they're sealed that they can still sin. That's false doctrine, folks. They're sealed because they know the truth that if you sin, you can't not enter the kingdom of heaven. So uh, they, before they destroy the earth, um, they have to seal in the foreheads of the servants of our God, in their foreheads. Now, because his foreheads, now Satan has um, 
He's saying credit cards, people are stealing people's identity. And so what we have to do is seal people in their foreheads or on their right hand with um, uh, a mark, a seal. And this seal is from Satan, folks. If you take this seal, uh, it's for sure you've blasphemed the Holy Spirit and you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Of course, they'll say if you uh, get sealed with this uh, Antichrist seal in the forehead um, and in the hand with like a, probably a microchip, uh, then you can buy and sell. But if you don't, you won't be able to buy and sell. But don't worry about buying and selling because God's going to ruin uh, the earth and he's going to have his people... Uh, in a place where you can get all the food you want, all the food you need, and uh, you don't have to worry about food. God, remember, God provided food for uh, all the inhabitants of Israel that were taken and that God led out of Egypt, and they were given food and water for uh, 40 years, even though they had sinned. So, um, so God is protecting his children, from the wrath that he's going to throw on earth here. You don't have to worry about it as long as you stay in the spirit. Because when you're in the spirit, that is, uh, you're in perfection. You are perfect if you're walking in the Holy Spirit. And don't let anybody tell you that no one is perfect because we are. We that walk in the Holy Spirit are perfect according to God. Don't worry about what people think or say. We are perfect if we're walking in the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 1 says there's no condemnation to those of us that walk in the Spirit. But there is condemnation to those of us that don't believe God. You don't have any faith in what he's said he's going to do. He's sealing you in your forehead so that uh, the oil and the wine, you that are the oil, have the Spirit of the Lord, and the wine of the Spirit. You know the word, and you resisting the devil. Uh, you're promised that he's not going to kill you, or let the wrath of God fall upon you. Verse 4, And I heard the number of them which were sealed. And the, the next scripture verses here will be talking about Jewish people that will be saved. It's 140 and 4,000 of them. And there were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand. It's 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of uh, Israel. So these are all Jewish people. And a lot of people have religions like the British Israelites. They say they're the Jews. But they're not. The Jews are the ones that are in Israel fulfilling prophecy. Alright? They say that the Danish people are the uh, children of Dan. Don't believe them. A Jew is a Jew. And they're not Danish people at all or any other tribe of people here on earth. Verse 5. Of the tribe of Judah. Now Jesus is the lion from the tribe of Judah. We're sealed 12,000 of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. 
of the tribe of Gad were sealed 12,000. Verse 6 of the tribe of Aser were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Naphtalim were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh were sealed 12,000. Verse 7 of the tribe of Simeon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. Verse 9. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number. That's something where no man could number. Of all the nations and kindreds, and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white. There it is, with white robes. There it is, white again. White robes and palms in their hands. Verse 10, And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb, verse 11, and that Lamb is Jesus. And all the angels stood around uh, about the throne of God, and about the elders, and the four beasts, and fell before the throne of on their faces and worshiped God, saying, verse 12, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving. This is thanksgiving is such an important thing. So many people, I remember when our church first opened and uh, we had nothing and people were thankful then. But the more people get, the less thankful they are. And um, Sharon used to get these migraine headaches. And everybody I ever prayed for that had headaches or really anything else, they were healed. But she wasn't healed. And I couldn't figure it out. So I asked the Lord, why is it that she's not being healed? I pray for people. And he said, because she is unthankful. Now, this is coming from the mouth of God. And if anybody would resent uh, God saying that, they'd really have to be of the devil. But he said that, so I told her immediately, I said, start counting the things that you should be thankful for. You're saved. You have the promise, if you stay saved, that you will be in heaven. You have a beautiful boy, little Zion. He's a beautiful boy. And uh, you have the word of God. Well, you know, maybe she's not happy with me. I, I, don't, I don't know. 
But nevertheless, uh, she was unthankful, and she was vomiting from these horrible migraine headaches. Uh, why don't you tell a little bit about it, uh, Sharon? When I told her, she started praising and thank you, thanking the Lord. Then she never got migraine headaches again, did you? No, I never did. Okay, well, tell them about it. Well, Tony, what Tony said is absolutely true. I those headaches. Uh, only someone that's had them knows how bad they are. You can't. You really just can't do anything but wish to crawl under a rock and die because it's very painful. Light, sound, anything just drives you crazy. And um, uh, I couldn't. Uh, when Tony prayed for me after I've seen him day in and day out for years and years, pray for everyone and them receive healing. The headache did not go away. And I, I listened to him when he told me what the Lord said, that I was not thankful. And when I received that and I started thanking the Lord for all my wonderful blessings that I had, he then prayed for me again. Tony prayed and the headache completely disappeared and has never returned. And I really thank God for showing me that because it got, it, made me know that that was my a great fault I had, and I had to get rid of it. Yes, but uh, how long ago was that now that you haven't had migraine headaches? That was um, between 16 and 17 years ago. Okay, that's right. So, you know, when you're not thankful, that is because you don't believe the Lord. Well, how, how can I say that? It's because the Lord said, by his stripes you were healed. And if you're not thankful for that, then that means you don't believe the Lord. Amen? Amen. There's just no other way to figure it. And so she uh, was losing faith in God, and therefore she was not giving him blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving for healing, for casting devils out. And she wasn't giving him honor and wasn't receiving his power, which it says here in the 12th verse. And might be unto our God forever and ever, because he lives forever and ever. And so we should never forget that it's because of him that we're in heaven, that we're going to be in heaven, and that we're sitting right now with Jesus in heavenly places. And so if there's any problems, if people are calling you dirty names and they're calling you a cult and they're calling you all these things, it doesn't bother me because I'm sitting with Christ in heavenly places and I look at these poor mortals here on earth that are unthankful because they've lost faith. And if you lose faith, then you're damned. So the Lord was warning her with these migraine headaches. Look, don't you believe in my healing? Uh, don't, are you not thankful for that I healed you already? Thank me for that. And don't just uh, thank me because of that. You've got these worldly bless these blessings that I've given you here on earth. But thank me for who I am and what I have for you. I have healing for you, and I have uh, wisdom, 
And uh, I have knowledge. It says right here, glory and wisdom. I've told you that you must fear me and not to become a separation from the body of Christ where you think that your wisdom or your sister's wisdom or your mother's wisdom or your brother's wisdom is anything because they couldn't heal you. Only I, Jesus, could heal you and only a person that is calling upon me to heal you uh, and they can't understand because the Lord gave me power to heal. I couldn't understand, and so I called, and there it was, just isolated from every other problem in the whole world or, or the universe. It just was that she was unthankful. And there's a chain reaction because of the unthankfulness, because it shows that you don't believe the Word of God. Why would you not be uh, thankful for the blessing and the glory and the wisdom that God has given you that he has and if you're in him you're the fullness of the Lord and that he's thankful he's thankful for every soul that enters into the kingdom of heaven and believes him and so if you believe that he's your healer then uh, why would it be a hard thing to be thankful to him well some people have to be instructed and because he heals, and he, you give him honor and power. Well, how could God receive power from you and I? Because many people give their power to the beast, the Antichrist. There is a certain power in us that the Lord can use if he's living us. He can use the power, and he says, to serve him with all our might. That means all of our power. So we have power also. Amen? And for doing that, uh, you get over your migraine headaches, your cancer, your leukemia, your AIDS, whatever the sickness, infirmities are, your blindness, your numbness, your stupidities, and all the other things. And power and might you give to the Lord. To serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and might, and power. Unto our God forever and ever, because he lives forever. Amen. Now I'm changing the page here. Verse 13. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, John, what are these which uh, are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? Well, John knows that they knew what it was. Verse 14, And I said unto him, Sir, you know. You know all these things. <laughs> Why are you asking me? And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation. Well, you've got a bunch of phonies that are saying that we're not going to be here when the tribulations are here. But here it says that these are the ones that are going to come out of great tribulation. We're going to be involved in, in case you don't know it. We're living in tribulation right now. But if you're so numb to the reality of the spiritual realm, 
the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of God's word, well, then you're in uh, trouble. And this is why you're listening, is so that you can believe these things. These are the ones that came out of great tribulation, not the beginning of tribulation, but they're going to go through great, grande tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. Well, the Lord is the one that shed his blood and the Lord is the Word, so we study His Word, and His Word purges us or washes us along with His blood and makes our robes clean to the point that we can enter the kingdom of God. Because in this, our robes, uh, our garments are perfectly white. We cannot enter in. No dingy clothing there. And there's no laundry there. The laundry is the word of God. You receive it, you're clean. The blood of Jesus, you receive it, you're clean. Verse 15, therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night. Well, does that mean we're going to just be working all day and all night and all day and all night? No, uh, not uh, we are serving the Lord day and night here. That's an expression say, you know, all our waking hours. We love to let the Lord serve us with his word. So in turn, we like to broadcast it. But there's no need for salvation, uh, to preach salvation any longer in the kingdom of heaven because everybody has salvation there. So to serve him day and night in his temple. Well, my God, you're going to be in his temple and uh, serving him there, we don't know what serving him there is. It's like rest. It's utter rest. We serve him by resting. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, in uh, his temple, because he's living in us as his temple now, and therefore we get to live in his temple, serve him day and night, and we're going to be in his temple. And I'm his temple is a lot more beautiful than ours. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. So he's sitting on the throne and he's dwelling among us. So all the riches and the glory and the honor and um, the, the everything that he has is ours. So he might uh, say, uh, I'm serving him if he says, go over by that waterfall and just sit over there. And when you go there, when I saw Sue and myself in the kingdom of heaven, I mean, I just couldn't get my eyes off of us because we were so beautiful and handsome. And uh, every part of her face just the arch of her eyebrow and the gothic look of her nose and her cheeks, uh, cheekbones and her, uh, her throat, her chin was so youthful and her hair was so luscious and, uh, cascading down to her waist and there's a beehive on top of it and bangs in front of her 
and the uh, hair was swept on the sides and her eye was so beautiful. Her eyes were beautiful and her body was just perfect. And mine was too. I was like uh, moving like in an animated cartoon. It's not cartoonish, but with uh, great uh, dignity and uh, it was uh, sureness of myself. And we'll be dwelling among the Lord. And I was so confident because once you know you're in heaven, you know you're there forever. And you have this great confidence and peace and joy. And I actually looked as though I were arrogant because uh, it wasn't arrogance. It's just that I knew that I know God. And uh, I knew I knew it on earth, and I know it here all the more. I know it. I know God. And it's uh, arrogant to know that that's my father. I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of Jesus. And anything that he wants me to do, if he wants me to sit down or lie down uh, on, on a nice uh, couch or something, and uh, or if he wants me to eat uh, from the tree of life, which is Jesus, just go over and, Eat and enjoy yourself. I command you to jo- enjoy yourself over here. I command yourself, go over to this place. We're all going to eat together and we're going to drink together and we're going to have ecstasy. Ecstasy that is never known on earth. It's going to be wonderful. So uh, praise and thank God. And uh, you know, You're so overjoyed because you're there. You worked for that, to be there, and he's dwelling among us now. Praise the Lord. Verse 16, they shall hunger no more. (laughs) You people that are hungry, that uh, have been in famines and so on, you will not hunger any longer. Neither shall you thirst any more. Neither shall the sunlight on them. The sun shall not light on them, nor any heat. Well, some people like heat. Well, all those are in hell in the lake of fire. You like heat? I'm sure one of these days you won't. (laughs) So I don't like uh, uh, this abundance of heat. Uh, My favorite seasons are spring and fall, (laughs) and it's moderate. Verse 17, for the Lamb, which is Jesus, which is in the midst of the throne, he's right there in the throne. He's in the middle of the throne. That's God himself shall feed them. He's the tree of life and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. Living waters. You take a little sip of that, and you get another million years, another billion years. You're going to be there forever and ever. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Well, we had so many tears, uh, and uh, many people have in this world. They've lost loved ones. They've been abused. Uh, they've been hurt. Here they were doing good, they were doing the will of the Lord, and people beat their brains off or cut their heads off or uh, murdered them some way, put them before a firing squad, 
maybe killed your sons and daughters before they killed you. Yes, there were tears. Because the world is filled with bastards. Evil bastards, fatherless children. And they're going to get theirs. We pray that they'll be saved. But nevertheless, it still hurts us. When I see people that have children and somebody murdered them, they say, well, we forgive them. Uh, you know, that is uh, unnatural. Those are not natural affections. They don't have any heart. We're not to forgive uh, murder. Murder should be punished to the limit of the law. This is chapter 8. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of only one half of an hour. Uh oh, something's up. Verse 2 And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Verse 3, and another, in other words, seven alerts to alert the people on earth. Seven warnings. Look, idiots, it's over. Repent or perish. Repent or go to hell. Repent or go to the lake of fire. It's over. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar. Do you pray without ceasing? Are your prayers mingled with the prayers of the saints? It says all saints, if you're not praying then you're not one of the all the saints. You're not one of them. There's no evidence of you in heaven of having prayed today or yesterday or the day before. Or will you begin praying now so that there can be some of your prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne of God? There's verse 4. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Verse 5. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. This is something that you can look forward for with joy if you're saved. But if you're not saved, there's no joy to it whatsoever. These are mighty angels, and they compass the entire earth. And there were voices, thunderings, more warnings, voices warning the people on earth and thunderings and lightnings, warning the people on earth and an earthquake. Verse 6, And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets 
prepare themselves to sound. Verse 7. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail. Now we're starting to get hail. You never really used to hear about hail that much here on earth. But here comes hail. And fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. In your hometown? Yes, it says the earth. Your hometown also. And the third part of trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. We won't be able to see lawns anymore. Or a third will be missing. Verse 8, And the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain, burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. Verse 9. The third part of the sea became blood? Is this actual blood? That's what the scripture says. And the Lord cannot lie. This is the Lord. The word of God is God. Verse 9. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life didn't have life anymore. They died. They were mortal. Istafa mortal. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. If you're taking a pleasure trip on the Queen Mary or the Queen uh, QE2, well, you better not be in that uh, part of the country. As a matter of fact, you should just start praying and get right with the Lord right now. Verse 10. And the third angel sounded. And there fell a great star from heaven. Burning as it were a lamp. Now this lamp is. Uh, you know we are to be like lamps in this world. Like uh, the churches. The lamp stands. We're supposed to be burning and burning and burning. And giving the the light of God to people, and because we don't, and nobody does, uh, the Lord is sending down a lamp, a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And he's, going, he's witnessing to them now. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. For all you smart alecks out there that think that you don't have to serve God, that you don't have to do any work. Well, the Lord is witnessing now. He does it with great power and uh, with great tribulation. Verse 11, And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter you want to know what wormwood it's bitter water so bitter that you can't drink it and you could but you're going to die it says wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Well, you mean to say if we drink bitter water, 
the Lord's giving you bitterness because you don't have thankfulness and you become bitter and you stop serving him. And you cause a lot of trouble in the church among the brothers and sisters. And a root of bitterness has grown into you. Now I'm going to serve you some bitterness, the Lord says. Verse 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon. And I have to change pages here. The third part of the stars so as the third part of the of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Well, you know, when the sun is darkened, that it's going to get mighty cold on earth. You can forget about this um, warming thing. What do they call it? Global warming. Glo- global warming. <laughs> it's going to get mighty cold, folks. It's going to get mighty hot. Uh, what's going to happen is what God wants to happen. Uh, he, you know, you take some half-wit man that didn't make it uh, as president. He comes up with this theory of global warming because you're using too much underarm deodorant or something. Are <laughs> you serious? Be serious. We people that are of the Lord are laughing at you. We feel sorry for you. And the night likewise, there's only one third of the night. Verse 13, and I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. By reason of the other voices of the uh, trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. And that was the end of chapter 8. Now we're going into chapter 9. Verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fell from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Well, what? Faith is the key to heaven. So does that mean that we get a key to unlock the door? Faith unlocks the door. Prayer is the key to heaven. Prayer is the key to heaven. But faith unlocks the door. So faith is uh, the main thing here in this world. And him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Uh, when God gives uh, the assignment to this person, and uh, John saw a star fall from heaven, a star is actually an angel. Amen? Remember in the first chapter? Amen. Unto the earth, and to him, this star, this angel was given the key of the bottomless pit. He was given the assignment and God gave him the power to open. The key is the power from God to open it. Don't think of it as a key to unlock a door or something. No, it's uh, the power that God gives you to either preach the gospel, to uh, pray and cast devils out, lay hands on people and heal them and so on and so forth. 
is faith. Verse 2, and he opened the bottomless pit by the power of God, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and their um, and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And now we've got letters to read, and so I'm going to have to take this up tomorrow, so don't fail to uh, tune in, because you're going to want to know these things, because these things are coming shortly coming to pass. Where's the first letter from? From Nigeria, Africa. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Evangelist Alamo, greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. I believe you will receive this letter with love and peace in Jesus Christ. This is the first time I'm writing to you. Let me introduce myself to you briefly. Previously, I was a Hindu idolater. I am saved by the grace of Jesus wonderfully after hearing your wonderful program on Radio Africa at my friend's house. At present, I am gathering with some elderly people and children on Saturdays for worshiping the true living creator and prayer under a tree. Please help us with Bibles for our spiritual growth. I hope you would be of much help to me. May the living God bless you beyond expectation. Please send us literature to distribute among converts. Yours sincerely, Juwan from Odi Idepi, Nigeria. Okay, we have about a minute left. Uh, you have another one? From the Ivory Coast. All right, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Alamo, I am rejoicing enormously in our Lord Jesus, who is supporting you in your ministry. May God help you preserve and lead the souls to the light. Signed, Solomon from Ivory Coast, Africa. Do you have another small one? We said about a half a minute. It says, from Haiti, I read one of your newsletters in a chapter from your book, The Messiah, by Pastor Tony Alamo, and I must say that it is very enriching and very spiritual. I congratulate you for this beautiful work and your Christian ministry, too. The Lord has need of your literature and me also. I'm interested and want to know more. Signed, D. Jomas from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. All right, praise the Lord. So we can expect to see smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace uh, that's going to happen real soon. And you'll see, you'll be wondering. Now you see the smoke of volcanoes and uh, that mountain over in, uh, I think it's Colorado, and it just covered the whole area. Many people died just from the smoke of it. This is going to be really something um, and so much smoke that the sun and the air will be darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit well you don't want to be caught in that because God is going to is preparing a place it mentions in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation where God is preparing a place for his children the children of Israel, which are the children that believe in Jesus. Not all Israelites are Israel, but the Israel of God are those that believe in Christ. And you can show God that you believe in him right now by saying this prayer. You'll be saved, you'll be one of his children, and he'll take you to a place where you will be free from the smelling of this smoke and all the other plagues that are coming down on earth. So it's to your benefit. God does not need you you need him. So say this prayer. It's to your advantage. Say to him, My Lord and my God, 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord, Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, wash all the filthy former sins that I committed in my life away in the precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary and drown them all in the sea of God's forgetfulness to never remember that I ever sinned before. And, uh, Lord, I believe uh, that uh, you raised Jesus from the dead, so wash all these sins away and um, enter into my heart. Make me a new creature. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Praise the Lord. Just raise your, up and praise, your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this CD or audio tape. It's free. Number 763. Remember, this is tape number 763. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for a continuation of this book, which is warning, a final warning from the Lord. To get right with him before it's too late. Uh, here I am to sing for you, and I pray that you're there uh, when the roll is called up yonder. I'll be there. Hope to see you there as well. When the trumpet of the Lord shall summon time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there Well, when the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there On that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise And the glory of His resurrection share When His chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies And the roll is called to be under, I'll be there Well, when the roll is called to be under When the roll is called to be under When the roll is called to be under When the roll is called to be under, I'll be there let us labor for the master from the dawn to city sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called to be under, I'll be there. Well, when the roll is called to be under, when the roll is called to be under, well, when the roll is called to be under, when the roll is called to be under,
It's called up yonder Where when the road Is called up yonder Where when the road Is called up yonder When the road is called up yonder I'll be there Where when the road Is called up yonder